0: Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast presented by Bet365. We are part of the Action Network. Today is our NFL Week 15 Sunday recap episode. I am Chad Millman. I am joined by my BFF, my companion, my compadre, my co-host, my partner in winning, professional bettor Simon Hunter. Hello, Simon.
1: Aloha, Chad.
0: Dude. At Dude. various points during the witching hour today, that three to four window that Scott Hansen always talks about on red zone. We were four and O to start the day with our first four games. We were two and two. We were one and three. We were four and zero again. And then we wound up three and one to start the day with Buffalo two and a half against the Cowboys in the late game. That was never a contest, a 4 and one day overall with a crazy, crazy second half in the early window. We're going to get into all of it. Also, by the way, swept the board on our foxhole, Simon Says, big balls, exec decision. So a lovely, lovely day. As a reminder, the Favorites Podcast is presented by Bet365. Bet365 doesn't do ordinary. That's why you get more boosts with them than with anyone else. Every day they power up the odds on hundreds of bets to give you a chance to win more. Bet365 boosts specific markets, your winnings, and even parlays. And they don't stop there. Keep an eye out for their biggest and best odds with the incredible super boost. Check out the boost and see why it's never ordinary at Bet365 must be 21 or older and present in Colorado, Iowa, Louisiana, New Jersey, Ohio, Virginia, or 18 and older in Kentucky. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Terms, conditions, restrictions apply. All right, we had Carolina plus three and a half, doozy. Chicago plus three and a half, roller coaster. Tampa Bay plus three and a half, as we expected. Never a sweat. Tennessee minus two and a half. Boy, that was a kicking the dick, as I like to say. And we had <laughs> Buffalo two and a half in the late window. Uh, that was never a problem. So, Simon, this was a week where where we tried something different. We totally pulled the trigger much earlier. I called you Wednesday or texted you Wednesday and said, "I want to go in now because I was afraid the Bears were gonna move, and the Panthers were gonna move because the lines were starting to move on those games. They had been at three and a half. They were starting to move, so we grabbed the three and a half in the contest. Turns out with the Bears, it mattered quite a bit. uh we were both a little bit anxious about the Titans today uh. We briefly discussed putting in the Pats and the Rams, but we didn't want to lose the Bears at three and a half. We stuck with it. End of the day, made all the right calls, which feels nice, right?
1: Yeah, I looked at it that um the Titans died so that the Bears could fly, right? We needed we needed to keep the Titans <laughs> in just because we had the three and a half and the Bears. And um we kind of rolled the dice and we I got we talked about it. It was like we took that Titans line thinking it was gonna be one of the worst quarterbacks ever. Yeah, uh, We Davis didn't think it was the case Keenum, a savvy vet who, you know, he did what we thought he was going to do. He lay, he played dead and he came back. But um, yeah, as far as a four on one day can go, the only regret not listening to Chad on the Rams would have been a five and and0 oh day. Cause that was the switch out, right? We switched yeah. out the Rams on um, Tuesday or Wednesday night. Um, yeah. Tough miss, but the public, they keep, they keep on rolling Chad.
0: Dude, you, you want to read the stat from Evan here? It's kind of amazing. We I got it. I got it. We 15 favorites, 11 oh. and three straight up, nine, three and two against the spread. Since week eight, favorites 88 and 38 straight up, 61, 50 and five against the spread, 55% clip. Somehow, because we're underdog players, we got lucky this week a little bit and got all three underdogs that covered in the panthers the bears and the bucks let's get to it uh atlanta carolina was the first one this game closed at three uh we got it at three and a half in the contest it was our big balls bet of the week we had to go back to the well (laughs) on the panthers as much as matt mitchell told us in the chat we couldn't do it as much as people watching the podcast people are like
1: getting sick over it
0: but at the end of the day It went exactly as we expected, which is like ugly game, ugly weather. And I honestly felt like it was going our way the whole game until the fourth quarter. Let me give you a scenario, okay? The Panthers had just made it seven to six with 13 minutes left. Neither team had done anything offensively all day. Driving rain (laughs) and wind, Desmond Ritter goes down the field, 12 plays, six minutes Panthers 18-yard line, in that moment, sitting with my 17-year-old son, junior in high school, on the couch. I say out loud, if they score, we're done. We need a turnover right now. (laughs) And my son, like, I think he was with me. He kind of grunted. I thought, next play, Desmond Ritter throws a pick. And I'm yelling, can you believe I just called that? He didn't respond at all. He was sound asleep. I have no idea, like, what he did last night, when he got home. I was sound asleep. Uh, The Panthers then follow up the Falcons 12-play drive with an 18-play, 7-minute, 30-second drive from the 10-yard line, 90 yards to win the game. Holy schnikey, Simon.
1: Yeah, a game, though, that I was never scared because of what you just said, though. It was always one possession away. And... Um, they get all the way down there, it's seven three, and Phelan, who catches everything, had a, a really random drop right at the goal line to score or maybe get a first down. And they kick the three, and I'm just like, okay, well, at least we're covering, and now we have outside chance of um hitting this round robin here, then them going down and scoring. And you said it like soon, like Ritter's making huge throws, big plays, they're getting all the way down the field. And I was right there with you. I was like, even if they kick three here, we might be dead because. Yeah. I don't know if they'll go for three because there's not that much time left. And no. you're right. We finally had a bounce go our way. They're long overdue for one of those. And, uh, yeah, felt good where it's like I totally understand why people are so sick of betting that Carolina team. And hopefully they don't have any good spots coming up because I don't enjoy it either. But, me I mean, Chad always said there's certain times you have to play certain spots. And that was such a spot, betting betting a divisional dog at home in bad weather and it, it played out exactly as we predicted, right? Ritter struggles outdoors on the road, and he struggled outdoors on the road.
0: Uh, turnover-worthy plays this year, according to Pro Football Focus, 23, Mac, Jones, and Josh Jobs. 22, Desmond Ritter, Sam, Howell. So he did exactly what we expected him to do exactly when we needed him to do it, and somehow he hadn't done it in the previous 53 minutes of a driving wind and rain football game, which is astonishing. Uh, Kudos, by the way, not just to us, uh, to Sean Kerner, who called it on Convince Me and sort of described exactly why it might go the Panthers' way. He talked about all the injuries to the offensive line for the Falcons, which has had a very good run game all year. Uh, 52 rush yards on 31 attempts. The fewest rush yards on 30-plus attempts since
1: 2011.
0: And yeah, I feel like we've done all we can do with the Carolina Panthers.
1: Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm hoping we don't have to keep betting them, but no. we'll see. We'll see what the numbers are.
0: We'll see. We're going to have to take a look. I can't remember who they're playing. Maybe Evan or someone can throw it in the chat. I don't think I put it in our Week 16 look-ahead. I don't think I made a note of it. They're uh, right. playing
1: the Packers at home. Oh God. Probably gonna like them. <laughs> well, well, like
0: honestly, him. because it's like it's almost like the schedule makers try to make it as difficult as possible. Oh yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Chicago at Cleveland. Chicago's a three and a half point underdog. This was our Simon says, you nailed it. You said betted at three and a half, closed at three. Uh it mattered very
1: much. Yeah, tough, tough tough beat. Um I I was sick to my stomach. Like it felt like we had it the whole game. Joe Flacco was Joe Flaccoing. We had the turnovers and then you know, Justin Field just kept making little mistakes on the fourth down run. There was just a couple different plays where when he should have ran, he passed and when he should have passed, he ran and just he just had an off day. And I think Bears fans could finally take a deep breath and realize this is why you can't pay this man as much as you want to. He's still going to need another couple of years to build, and so does the team. Get Williams with that first pick, or whatever pick you might get now, Chad. Now you got two wins with Carolina. Um, yeah, just whatever the quarterback is up top there, it's just the move for you guys. Like I, I, I think Justin Fields has tons of talent. Whoever he goes to next, maybe they can fix him, and they're getting a great steal. But. We, we see the struggle with him, right? He's so inconsistent week to week. You don't really know what you're getting from him. So um, in a game where your defense gets you seven, you should win that game. And it was all there. But like we talk all the time about this Bears team, they just don't know how to win. It's been a couple of years now with this team. They just, they're in these games, they're dominating these games. And then by the end of the game, they lose it somehow. It's just a team that does not know how to win and close games.
0: Multiple third and shorts, fourth and shorts where they could not convert they would pitch the ball outside, run Justin Fields on a bootleg in the second half. First half, 12 of 21 for 100 yards and a touchdown. Also the pick, but that was on a Hail Mary. Yeah. Second half. Let me give you his numbers, second half. Uh, that
1: was weird, too, that Hail Mary. Why did they just try to kick the three there? That was yeah. a weird. That-
0: it's like it, it, I, I wrote in my notes for 29 minutes and 59 seconds. The Bears looked like a professional football team. <laughs> they played well. They executed well. Even on that drive to get close to field goal range in the final minute, Justin Fields made all the right throws. He hit people in stride, got them out of bounds. They were within field goal range. So on the last second, they decided they're a Hail Mary instead of kicking a field goal. And what are they afraid? Like it's going to be blocked. They're going to return it for a touchdown. That That's the percentage of that is so small versus yeah. the percentage to make a touchdown, to score a touchdown – and convert a Hail Mary. And then in the second half, things go haywire. Justin Fields in the second half, seven of 29 for 66 yards. Oh my God. He was 21 of 40 in the game. I'm sorry. Seven of 19 for 66 All yards. All
1: right. Thank God. I was like, I was going to say, no. how did he have <laughs> no. 29
0: attempts and 10? I <laughs> it. Seven of 19 for 66 yards. But, We talked so much about the Bears this week, and it was everything in one game. Fields was amazing in the first half, made plays that kept them in the game, that got them that first touchdown, and then he was terrible. And the defense in the first half was amazing, but in the second half gave up all the big plays with all these bad calls. We have three weeks to determine if Fields is the QB, Ibraflus is the coach, and all we have today is more questions. It's kind of astonishing.
1: No, you got your answer. You got your answer, brother. That was um, a game where you're playing against a, an injured, banged up, hungry playoff team. And, you know, if again, if if you have leaders of men, that's a game you win. Like that's a game you win because now you're in your own control of your own playoff run. And it was a game they had to have. Like, it felt like that was the first real view we had of fields in a playoff game. That's why I like to take the number there. It was just like, this is going to be a really close game. And it played out just as we had hoped. And then, you know, that fourth quarter just all fell apart. So, yeah, just a brutal loss. But, you know, we got the cover.
0: My slumbering son did wake up in time to watch the end of that game. And his only question was, why can't the Bears just be a normal football team?
1: Yeah, no, there's no fun in normal.
0: It's so upsetting for him. I've <laughs> I've I've given him a life of misery. The Bears led 17 7 entering the fourth quarter and lost. They are three and three straight up since the start of last year, when leading by 10 plus points entering the fourth quarter. They're 500. The rest of the NFL, 192 16, and 1. Wow. Chicago's defense, three picks, four sacks, 1.6 yards per rush allowed, has only posted those numbers one other time in the past 33 years. That was in 2008. Unreal But this team could not close the deal. Speaking of not close, oh, no, actually, let's talk about uh, Tampa Bay. Flowers for Simon. You nailed this one. From the second we saw it, you were on it. We got to take it. You're in. Um, I followed your lead, had no opinion on it. This was a you're my guy play. Uh, first half had some classic Baker moments. Last minute in the first half. Oh my this God. Was Last minute. The Bucs have a first down in the Packers territory. Baker gets sacked. The Bucs have a holding. It's second and 29. <laughs> Baker drops a perfect pass to Godwin for 24. Yeah,
1: 25 yards down the field.
0: They, they kick a field goal. And then a the second half, Baker was the player we've seen in spurts this entire year. It's like he took one part, the one good part of the previous 14 games they've played and put it all into one game, 22 or 28 for 381, no picks, four tutties.
1: I mean, wow. Like, think about how crazy that is in, in Lambeau in December. Like, that's, it's crazy. And yeah. like, again, props to the, the pros this summer. They kept talking about this Tampa team. I laughed them off. I didn't want to hear it. I didn't really believe it. And they've been far and above the best team in that division. It's crazy. Every week they just play so well. So um, yeah, what, what, a what an incredible run for Tampa. And, uh, those are the, those are the fun bets on those kind of dogs where even, even at halftime it was just like, we're not going to lose this three and a half. Like if, if the green Bay wins this, they're somehow going to win by three. So, um, you know, Took a lot of shit, not from you, but from another professionals on Saturday. Guys being like, that's a bad bet. You can't fade um, this Green Bay team at home in this position. And sure enough, I saw a couple of books at four, four and a half before kickoff. Like a lot of money came in on Green Bay before kickoff. And um, yeah, that was uh, what you said, classic Baker game. Like when he had that little turnover in the first quarter or whatever it was, and they got the touchdown off of it. It was like, okay, this is the game. This is the kind of game we're gonna have for uh-huh. or where he you with the ball. But no, like he, he stuck in there, and we, we talk about it all the time. It's just the guy is so on to the next play. Um, he's very very veteran savvy with that. Where it's like he makes mistakes, doesn't let it bog him down. He keeps playing his style of football, and we said it coming into the year. If if he uses Mike Evans and Godwin as they should be used, you can't cover them both. Right? There's someone you have to shift the coverage to. And this year, Mike Evans, I don't know how many touchdowns he's up to, but it might be eight or nine touchdowns. It's like Baker, Brady. I mean, there wasn't that much of a step down, shockingly, from Brady to Baker. So um, I don't trust the coaching. I still don't trust Todd Bowles, but that, that's a really fun team in Tampa that, you know, they're driving, they're leading that division, right? It's either them or the Saints at this point. It's, it's pretty incredible what they've done.
0: Well, I got news for you, buddy. Next week, they're home underdogs against the Jags. Baker is 25 and 21 against the spread as an underdog, which totally makes sense. But that's Bucks are crazy. 7 and 1. What's that? He's 25.
1: Well, what is he
0: as a dog? 25 21 against the spread as an underdog.
1: Okay. That's that's still pretty good.
0: Yeah. Uh, Bucks are 7 and 1 against the spread on the road this year.
1: No, it's been crazy. And the only loss, and I bet I've been betting all of them, the only loss we have is that 49ers game where yep. it was Baker's first turnover in the red zone in like, two years. So pretty incredible run by this team.
0: Baker had a perfect passer rating at Lambeau. Aaron Rodgers is the only other person to do that at Lambeau Field. Uh, What is
1: 2023? What a bizarre year.
0: It's such a bizarre freaking year (laughs) where we are in love with Baker Mayfield. It's just amazing. (laughs) Houston at Tennessee. So look, we had Tennessee minus two and a half. This was our sort of weird, tricky one for the week. Tennessee gave up a 10-point lead. Tennessee gave up a touchdown lead. Honest to God, it felt like at times, especially in the fourth quarter, Texans defensive tackle Malik Collins was in the backfield more than Derrick Henry because Will Levis was sacked seven times and nearly every single one of them felt like it was the exact wrong moment for him to be sacked. It was excruciating to watch that game dwindle away.
1: Oh, they got to the Titans. The Titans got to Houston's 40 yard line like five times in that second half. Oh yeah. And every time what you said happened, happened where he got sacked. They got out of field goal range. They had the punt. Um, yeah, just it felt really good. Like that first half played out just as I wanted it to. Um, uh, like you said, it was 13 to 3. You know, looking at it, I was like, okay, if we get a touchdown here in the second half, we'll we'll win this bet. Like we'll cover this one. Um but we talked about this morning, like when they announced was case Keenum, that's what we didn't want to hear because it's just veterans play these kind of games where he he's dog shit. He's not that good. But can he put together a couple drives for you compared to some idiot like Davis Mills? Yeah. I mean, yeah, that was the difference. Like the guy came in and he played bad. And then when he had to turn it on at the fourth quarter, he turned it on. And like you said, the, they needed 13 points in that second half and he got the 13 and then he got the three in overtime. And it's like, that's that's how you have these kind of veteran guys where, um, you know, I love Tommy DeVito's story. and It's been really fun. He's been winning games too. But this is why most teams want to go these veteran guys from like old yeah. past where it's like you can just trust them. Where he made those dumb turnovers but didn't really get to him, right? He kind of stayed with it. And that was the sickest part is we had in overtime. He threw a pick and the guy dropped it. And yeah. It was like on the, their 40. And I was like, that was it. Like that would have won us the game. So – um tough loss but you know that's that's life when you bet these coin flip games it's like we had a good number it felt like it was going to land on three we had the two and a half um didn't get there cost me a lot but I felt good all week it was like I had the best of the number because it was three three and a half basically from what Thursday Friday on so yeah um yeah good good win by Houston I mean that's a team that's a playoff team so pretty pretty incredible win by them
0: Against my better judgment, I did also bite on the New York Giants when it got to plus six this morning. And mm. as I was doing it, I said to myself, what am I doing? I ne- <laughs> You never win the bets that you've been against all week and it moves half a point on Sunday morning and you decide to pull the trigger. And I probably do that like once or twice every week. And it always like, it e- eats into your bankroll annoyingly. And I knew the Giants weren't going to be a right side. They were a public dog. I don't know why I got swayed. But I did it, and uh, it was another similar scenario. Like, at some point, the magic fades for the young quarterbacks. Unfortunately, Will Levis hasn't had much magic to begin with. Um, right. Dallas at Buffalo. Buffalo minus two and a half. This was the exact decision. They were just a team possessed from the beginning. James Cook wouldn't go down. Like, yeah. Josh Allen wouldn't go down.
1: Alert here for Josh Allen. Look at- have you ever seen hurdle anyone? Goodness! There's no fear. No way. He was big and strong in the life of made go. I'm looking. It's around. A laser beam. Touchdown, Buffalo. And he's still going. Oh my goodness. <laughs> the demands to do something about this outrageous man became louder and louder.
0: They were hitting... Every single Dallas defender so freaking hard. They had so much attitude. We're going to talk a lot about playoff scenarios as we get to the final three weeks. Because in the past three games, the Bills nearly beat the Eagles at home in Philly. They beat Kansas City at home. They throttled the Cowboys and likely ended Dak Prescott's MVP campaign. The next two weeks, they have the Chargers and the Patriots. The Miami Dolphins have the Ravens and the Cowboys. So, this is going to get interesting real fast.
1: Interesting that we're at this point of the season that I feel like everyone's on the Bills, right? Even before that game, I feel like everyone's coming around on yep. it's like, yeah, this is where you play the Bills. And, um, you know, we, we always talk about there's certain spots. The Cowboys just. They had a lot of turnover luck, but they also had, really did not played anyone. They kind yeah. of ran through a gauntlet of teams that, um, you know, it's nothing against the Cowboys. Like, they did their job. Dak played well. It wasn't his fault, right? He played well in those games. They beat those bad teams. But in this game, when everything wasn't perfect and they're they not getting turnovers, yeah, like, it's just really tough. And, you know, the, the thing I always thought Dallas had was they are kind of like big bullies. And they got bullied. I mean, from the get-go, they were getting bullied, and the, the Bills just looked bigger, and they looked fresher. They looked like they wanted to be there, where Dallas, you know, what was it, 14-3? to 3? They they were just shocked. Like, they didn't yeah. seem like they were into it at all. So, um, yeah, those, those are the fun bets, right? Like, you bet the side. We take shit all week, especially from Cowboy fans who were just like, yeah, people don't get it. This is our year. And it's just like, you guys know better. Like, this is what this Cowboys team does all the time to you guys. So um yeah, I, I'm honestly shocked that Dak played so bad. Uh because, you know, say what you want about the Bills. They do have all those injuries to their defense. Like there are, they aren't, they aren't a team that should just shut you down and hold you to 10 points. So that was the biggest takeaway. It was just um that was a bad game by Dallas. And now we talked about they have two tough games coming up. You know, am I back Dallas next week? Cause they're gonna be devalued to the public opinion now and this might be the time to buy in them. Oh, yeah. So totally. uh, terrible spot for Dallas, but you know, they're still in control to get the fifth seed. Now the Eagles have it banged up hurts. Maybe they can still fight and win their own win the division still. But um yeah, this was a a huge game for Dallas where it would have decided Dak getting MVP most likely, them winning the division, them having a chance to be the one seed and all the naysayers, everyone like me who hate on Dak and were like the guys that were playing a conference game. We would have had to shut our mouths until the playoffs. Now we can open our mouths again. It's just like same old Dak. We were right. We were waiting here in the bushes like a snake, and we were right. So, um, yeah, if, I think anyone at this point knows if we're – if it, if it's Dallas going to Philadelphia, if it's Dallas going to play the 49ers in the playoffs, I think everyone's you know in agreement where it's like most likely you're not going to back Dallas. But um, they're still a team that if they get in – there still could be a path for them to get there. So I'm not going to totally give up on Dallas yet, but it was just, if you're, if you're a Dallas believer, that was as worse as it could possibly be in that game.
0: MVP ads, Brock Purdy, minus 150. Lamar, plus 350. Dak, plus 800. Josh Allen, uh, 10 to 1. Hertz, 14 to 1. Christian McCaffrey. We're going to talk about this too on Tuesday. Uh, <laughs> Christian McCaffrey, 14 to 1. So... Um, very interesting movement in the playoff uh, in the uh, in the playoff opportunities with the way the schedule is lining up, and yeah. really interesting MVP odds uh, to think about it. Well, we're going to talk about to think about as well. We're going to talk about all of that. As a reminder, catch every episode of the Favorites live on YouTube. For those enjoying on YouTube right now, don't forget to give us a like and subscribe to the Action Network YouTube page. Again, to recap, our foxhole. Rams minus six and a half Carolina plus three Buffalo minus two and a half Chicago plus three and a half Simon midway through, I would say at four 30, if you had said to me, you're going to sweat your Rams minus six and a half at the end of the day, more than your bills minus two and a half. I would have paid you a dollar right then because Ron Rivera he almost tooketh and then he giveth.
1: Yeah, it's just, I, I don't know how the books do it. Cause that line did not make sense all week. And I wanted to be on it with you. Cause I had it at seven and a half. Didn't understand why it wasn't seven and a half. The public was hammering it. The books just held steady at six and a half. Like they knew something Uh, they didn't <laughs> like you covered it, but yeah, it was, it should have been a sweat. It was just a, it, it was a classic, let down spot for the Rams. And yeah, that was, that was crazy. Like, I really can't believe Ron Rivera didn't go for two. uh, And then the extra point gets blocked. It was just, just beautiful karma for anyone that's like into analytics and just the old dinosaur coaches who are slowly dying out from the league. Like Ron Rivera's in the last ones. Um, It's just so dated. Like Me and Chad, we've been on the other side of that. We were on. Oh yeah. I don't know what week it was. We had them though. We needed them to go for two and they didn't go for it. And it's just like, you know, I'm just so glad I blacklisted him. Uh, like it's just nice knowing i off the back of him in this contest. But meanwhile, should, Sean, McVay, Sean McVay,
0: Sean McVeigh did go for two, and that's why we and why we would have ended up covering if Ron Reve- if they had made that extra point. Um, <laughs> uh, our round robin this week was Carolina, Chicago, Tampa Bay, New York Giants, and the Jags. So the Bears could have made it uh, pretty tasty earlier in the day. Uh, I believe we skipped Survivor this week um, because everyone's out of it. So our Sunday Night Football uh, picks and leans for those joining live. Uh, You've been on Baltimore all week. I haven't made any bets in this game other than Lamar Jackson under his passing yardage total um, based on Sean Kerner's advice on Convince Me Today. You're still feeling Baltimore. It's now, I think, at minus four.
1: Wow. Yeah, it took them it just got down to three, and I just felt like it was too much movement. But four four is probably right where the number should be. So I'd say if you missed a three and a half or the three, um, I think the guys, yeah, they gave up the under right. Uh but yeah, I just I like the Ravens with the weather and everything in this spot. Um, I just it's hard for me to trust a banged up Trevor Lawrence and a Jaguars offense. So um yeah, pretty, pretty chalky by me to take the Ravens here. But I got it at minus three. It's up to minus four. So apparently I beat, beat the number rush.
0: Under is 42.5, uh, 18 so miles plus. M-
1: that's moved too then.
0: Yeah, that's gone up actually. It was, yeah. it was lower it earlier was today. Uh, under's uh, cashing at a very significant percentage with wins of 18 plus or more. Uh, that would include today in Carolina, today in... Um, in Cleveland. So be on the lookout for that. It's why I bet Lamar Jackson under his passing yardage total Monday night football, getting a little funky. This line was at four. It's moving pretty fast because of the news about uh, Jalen hurts. We don't know if we're getting uh, drew Locke and Marcus Mariota or what the, what, what the heck is going to be happening in here. So I, I haven't played this game at all.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm trying to see right now what. With the if if there's any bigger update, but I mean it came out this morning. Uh, Seattle Hertz, plus three, yeah. Hertz is sick. Um, you know the number dropped from three and a half, four, a lot of books down to three, and we might be getting a Mariota. Uh, Mariota versus Drew Lock. Like I I just can't as an Eagles fan. It's like weird to say right now. Where my my defensive coordinator apparently is Matt Patricia. And my quarterback is Marcus Mariota. Like this is hell. So hopefully it's just just this week for Mariota, but it's it's surreal where it's like we need this win. We can't lose games. And you know, I, I I'm all in. I, I believe in this team. I'll take the three, but Mariota is bad. And the Eagles, historically, have been very bad in Seattle. I don't think we've won there in, like, 15 years. Is that right, Evan? Isn't it some crazy stuff like I that? I think
0: Pete Carroll has won seven straight games against the Eagles.
1: Yeah. And I just know we don't win in Seattle. Like, in my lifetime, we just don't win there. So, pretty, pretty bad if you're an Eagles fan. If you're bad in Seattle, <laughs> uh, yeah, the number, despite all the money coming on the Eagles, was coming down all week, right? And no one knew why. Yep. And obviously the pros, they knew about the Hertz news. So um, yeah, pretty, pretty interesting game now Monday night.
0: Simon, can you name the fastest growing ticketing app in the United States? Game time. That's right. It's our sponsor game time. I love game time for two reasons. One, they sponsor this show. Number two, I actually use game time to buy my tickets. That's right. Folks, I bought tickets this past week. On game time, I'm going to tell you what game I bought them for. They've got amazing last minute deals on all sorts of tickets, including pro and college games. I'm actually opening the game time app right now from my house. You can get into a UConn men's basketball game this upcoming weekend for less than $85. UConn national champions, top five team. I bought UConn basketball tickets on game time this week for January. They're going to be hosting their rivals, Creighton. Uh, listen, no matter where you live, download the Game Time app. Get out, have some fun this week. Go sweat your bets live and in person. You can you can redeem code Favorites for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, just download the app and enter code Favorites for twenty dollars off. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Simon, I opened up uh, the Action Network app midway through the afternoon, late afternoon games to see where we would want to uh, make some early leans. First game on the board that popped for me, Buffalo Bills, nearly two touchdown favorites at the Los Angeles Chargers. How do we not fade the Bills here? I mean, like dominant showings back-to-back weeks, the near win against the Eagles. <laughs> the Chargers just fired their coach. They got a backup QB. They're at home. Dude, We have, I wish we had a drop for this. The dead cat bounce. We got it. (laughs) dead cat fever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, by the way, by the way, they're now 14 point underdogs. The chargers stucky literally as I'm looking, just put in the chargers plus 14 in the action network app.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's a classic spot, right? It's a short week for the bills and they have to travel. From east to west. They came off the high of highs by blown out Dallas, and we expect them to have a letdown game. Thank God we can't put this in the contest because this is such a bet we'll make. Oh my God, it it would be awful. Awful experience. But this is a spot we have to bet, especially this week after all the big dogs lost, right? Like the Jets blown out, Patriots blown out. The who else we have? Cardinals blown out. Like. The, the public is just having their way right now. But these are the kind of games that catch them, right? That's why they're making this spread so big. I bet you if it wasn't like it's been these last couple of weeks, this will be, what, 12 and a half, 13 maybe? Yeah. They're just totally. saying, no, we'll hang a 14. Please, anyone come and take this 14. So um, I'm right there with you. I'll, I'll grab the plus 14. But wouldn't be shocked if this goes up some more. I mean, the Bills, they just, I mean, they just look like bullies today and stick – you know, say what you want about the kid. He looked totally lost against the Raiders. Uh, I don't care how much extra time they've had to prepare. There's nothing that's going to fix that kid, right? He's just, he, he looked a little lost. So um, taking the plus 14, me and you here, we're just playing the trends, right, Chad? There's not yeah. much thinking behind other than playing the trends.
0: By the way, it's a, there's most places are 13 and a half. I don't know where Stucky got that number. I, I'm with you. I might wait a second to see if it goes up to I'm 14. What's that?
1: So I'm hoping that's what I'm. You see this note from here from Evan? What's that? Bills won by 17. Char- uh, the Chargers lost by 17 plus. Teams when they face in those exact scenario, 111, 76, and four ATS. So 59%. So. I mean, I'm a little worried. You want to play about, the Chargers.
0: Let's talk about this for a second. At 13 and a half, I kind of want to take it because I'm worried the wise guys are gonna, just going to come in and take the 13 and a half since it already was at 14 for a second
1: yeah i would say i just took i texted someone to go take go get the 14 it's it's 14 and i bet 365 so i'll take it but like you said the i'm assuming the professionals will come in on this one but i just won't be be shocked come saturday it's a standalone game this is going to be in everyone's teasers right everyone's gonna have this teased yeah so it's just it's going to be a leg of everyone's parlay yeah no you're
0: right you're right okay um What do you think of Dallas plus two at Miami?
1: I want to take it. Like I just said, I I want to take it. And like, that was my first bet I made. It was two and a half. I took the two. Now it's down to one and a half. So like that number is on and already on Dallas. Yeah. Like I'll take this now. And if Tyree comes back, maybe my thinking will change. But that was... You know, that was the perfect game for Miami, right? They could run the ball with ease. And if they can run the ball with ease against Dallas, I think we just saw what Dallas's weakness is, right? Like Cook had a career day against them today running the ball. And Miami, that's the fear with them. Like they have a really good run-blocking scheme. It's that Shanahan scheme. That's where McDaniel runs through. So uh, Mostert just set their record. Miami, most rushing touchdowns in a yeah. season with three games left. They're just a an incredible run blocking team, and despite having all those injuries to the offensive line, it didn't matter. We expect the Dallas D line should give like should dominate that Miami offensive line. So, um, really, really interesting game. I have to dive into more, but we've already missed the two. Like if I if the Dallas still had the two two and a half, I would say grabbing now, but it's already gone. So we can wait to break that down Tuesday. Uh,
0: I looked at Detroit, Minnesota uh what is that line what's that
1: said what a crazy line
0: what a crazy that was at four and a half when i first saw it wow it's what i said wow yeah and so to me like detroit on the road but it's an indoor game my instinct was to take minnesota because their defense has just been so freaking good so good so good so good so good So (laughs) so good uh so I lean Minnesota here that, and I want to get it before it moved down.
1: Yeah. It's crazy. It's three now. So Jesus. Yeah. I want to take Detroit. Like, yeah, me too at three. And, but that's scary. That's going to be every Joe public in the world. So, um, wait. Uh, well, I'm going to throw a little bet on it just in case it goes back up. And then if it does go back to four and a half, I'll try to hit, a, I'll try to hit that weird four in the middle, but I want to be on Minnesota. Like your gut instinct to go on Minnesota is right yeah. here. I wanted to be on Minnesota, but um, yeah, Detroit, they've been good to me in this spot. Like they've been good as a public favorite at like this season. They have been. So um, I'm, I'm shocked. It's already down to three. That's 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 crazy line movement here for Sunday night.
0: The, I think the fact that the game is indoors changes it a little bit. We've seen just how good Jared Goff is. Indoors. Uh, and look, the one thing we've talked is about against
1: is, what a fourth stringer quarterback. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. And like we've talked about Frank Ragnow and his importance as a center for the lions. And we saw it this past week. He will be healthy and play it's added insurance coverage, depressurizing the calls at the offensive line against a very complicated blitz scheme that Brian Flores is running. So we'll talk about that one on Tuesday, Cleveland at Houston, Houston, assuming Stroud plays. I'm not sure what you're seeing right now. Uh, when I looked before we came on the air, it was Houston minus two and a half.
1: Yeah. It's done to minus two. I'm all over it. I'm walking right into it. If it, if mean it's Houston, not, right? Yeah. 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 If it's, I love if it's Houston not C- here. Yeah. And if it's not CJ, you know, I might I might not buy it in my position. I might just ride it out if it's Case Keenum again. Because what what I, what Chad talked about today is what I saw from Houston. is just a team that even though they didn't have CJ, even though they didn't have Collins, even though they're number one tight end, even though uh, I think Anderson didn't play either, the D end, like or maybe I should not hear his name, but it just felt like it was all against them. And that was like an incredible coaching job. Like kept all the guys together. They're down ten at half. They stayed in it that whole game. And I honestly kind of wanted to back the Cleveland because I thought we'd be getting four, three and a half on them. But, you know, the pros, the public, whoever's coming in, they're they're hitting them on this number right now. Like yeah. they came in and bet the two and a half on Cleveland. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to look forward to calling around, seeing who's betting that. But first, first reaction for me is you take Houston here, and if it's CJ, this easily is going to go above three. Like this yeah. will go up to three and a half. I mean, Cleveland, don't let it fool you against – the Bears, the Bears had tons of opportunities. Their defense is injured. They're banged up. They're not the same team we were used to. Offensive
0: uh, line injured, too. Uh, Joel Betonio went out during the game, too.
1: And they're a different team. We say all the time, they're a different team on the road than they are at home. You can go yep. look at the splits. Totally different team. So um, no doubt, love Houston, grabbing the two now. It's it's If it stays under three, this will be one of our five. I promise you that.
0: Uh, I I thought about Seattle Tennessee Tennessee plus two and a half for a second because it's a variable spot. Um, yeah, I
1: know, and we're supposed to do it.
0: We're supposed to do it. Uh, yeah, I'm actually kind of hoping Will Levis might not play. He injured his ankle pretty badly at the end of the game. You know, <laughs> do we get Ryan Tannehill off the bench one last hurrah?
1: Do you forget? You forget how bad Ryan Tannehill is because it's been a while. But it, but at least he might...
0: he has frequently covered in that spot, whereas. True. Will Levis has been kryptonite for our Mike Vrabel podcast.
1: I know. At home. He's been killing us. Vrabel at home always wins those games. Yes. Brutal.
0: But I'm skipping that one because I want to get to another one. Yeah. That is so ugly. New England plus five and a half at Denver.
1: I know. I want to do it, but I think honestly the value right now is on Denver. Like this this should be six, six and a half.
0: Maybe I'll get there. Let's I mean, I'm just saying we don't have the do better right now, but come Tuesday, it might be at six and a half.
1: Yeah. I just I, I don't think I know Denver's been very lucky with turnovers, but isn't this the perfect team to play if you like luck with turnovers? Like Zappy, Mac Jones, they can't help but turn the ball over. I mean, it's it's incredible. Like Zappy, he played so well in the first half, and then he comes on the second half, and he has two really dumb throws, and one of them is right to one of the defenders. Yes. Yeah, like it was like, dude, just throw the ball out of bounds. Live for the next down. Um, Just, just brutal. Because like again, the Patriots defense—they're playing so well. So, I don't hate it, Chad, but I, I I would wait. I think that that goes up to six, six and a half. That's where I think the number should be.
0: All right, we'll wait. We'll wait and see if it gets there. Uh, What am I missing?
1: I mean, just again, this is just instant reaction. What I want to bet, and I know Colts fans. They probably want me to keep picking against their Colts team because it keeps winning. They how quick they forget. No one was a bigger champion of the Colts in this in August. I that I had all their over tickets, but I I don't gotta read on them, but I'll tell you this much. Atlanta has a dog at home. I'm gonna take it. Like they're just they're the kind of team where when they're favorites, I want to fade them, especially on the road. And when they're a home dog, I tend to like to back them, especially in a game where. I don't know who's going to be betting them. Like I know everyone that took them this week, the 90% of the public and 80% of the tickets, wherever it was, they're yep. totally off this Atlanta team. So I'll grab the plus two just now, just in case it does move down.
0: The other game that could get interesting, Pittsburgh is a two and a half point dog right now at home against Cincinnati. Cincinnati with Jake Browning, Jamar Chase has a Jamar Chase has a sprained AC shoulder joint DJ reader done for the year
1: I don't know what to do I lost I don't want to tell you how much money I lost on them on Saturday like you know what we're gonna do an unhealthy amount I, I need more time on this one I came and pick it
0: I did I honestly didn't take the Steelers last week I like I'm not taking Mr trubisky, uh, you're, you're still, Mr. trubisky. when it was
1: 13 nothing dude I was like what a read. What a play, um, Tomlin bounce back spot. Boy, did I feel like a fucking idiot. Uh, sickening, truly sickening.
0: As soon as they were, I was watching that game and I was actually like, I can't believe I didn't bet this game. I can't yeah. believe I didn't bet you this game. You lucky Steelers. son
1: of a bitch. No, you're good Oh read. my
0: God. And then I went out, my wife and I went out for dinner and saw a movie and I came home <laughs> and I saw the final score and I sat down to watch the um the, I think it was the, was it the Lions? No, who played last yeah, night? Yeah, Lions. The Lions. Members. And I had the Lions minus four, four and a half, whatever. I'm like, oh, I feel so much better now.
1: Yeah, geez. Maybe
0: the play in that game is the under. It's 38 and a half right now. <laughs> Maybe the play yeah. in that game is the under. All right, so very early leans that Chargers plus 13 and a half plus 14. Dallas, you liked it at two and a half and two. You got it there. It's at one and a half a lot of places now. You might want to hold off on that. Uh, Houston minus two, if you can get it, Atlanta um, plus two at home against Indy, Uh, and those are sort of the leans right now. Yep. All right. As a reminder, the Favorites podcast is presented by Bet365. Bet365 doesn't do ordinary. That's why you get more boosts with them than with anyone else. Every day, they power up the odds on hundreds of bets to give you a chance to win more. Bet365 boosts specific markets, your winnings, and even parlays. And they don't stop there. Keep an eye out for their biggest and best odds with the incredible super boost. Check out the boosts and see why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 21 or older and present in Colorado, Iowa, New Jersey, Louisiana, Ohio, Virginia, or 18 and older in Kentucky. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Terms, conditions, restrictions apply. If you love listening or watching us live, which you should, every point against the spread matters. Catch our next episode on Tuesday, 1.45 p.m. Eastern on Action Network's YouTube channel covering the entire week 16 NFL board. Download us from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your pods, rate, review, subscribe, leave us five stars, say whatever you want. Feedback is a gift. Until next Tuesday, 1.45 p.m. Eastern. Love you.